Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're joining me from. This is Pastor Jennifer. I am in the Bella Vida Resource Center where dreams can grow again. And you know, it's a new season that's about to be upon us, this summer transition as we head into August um, at the end of this week. But there are so many ways where we feel tired and weary. And today, I really want to talk to you about spiritual vitality. So again, this is Pastor Jennifer, and I am joining you from the International Christian Fellowship in Rome, Italy. And um, I'm excited that no matter what season we find ourselves in, tired, weary, facing a giant mountain that we need our faith to move it, the spiritual vitality that God provides for us comes through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And this is what's on my heart today for you. So I want us to look at David when we think about Psalm 42.5. Psalm 42.5. David says, My soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Why are you downcast? Why are you weary? We have to be reminded in the middle of all kinds of quarantine and restrictions and things that are seem to be dragging on and on in our life that the Lord will help us that we fix our eyes on the Lord. So while you're joining me for Bible study for Thursday Connect Online, I would love it if you would write in the chat do you love roller coasters? Have you ever ridden a roller coaster? Yes, I ride roller coasters. I love them. No, I will not get on a high thing that goes up and down and around and upside down. No, I don't like roller coasters. Type it in the chat so we can all have a round table of some fun and enjoyment. I used to love roller coasters. I love the anticipation as you go up the mountain and then I love the exhilaration as you fly down. Not so much all the twists and turns, but then I just thought it was so much fun and exhilarating. And then I got older and I had a neck surgery and my doctor said, don't ride roller coasters anymore. The vibrations could hurt you. So I don't ride roller coasters now, but I love to hear the squeals and screams that seem happy, not the ones that seem truly fearful. So what are you typing in the chat? Do you love roller coasters? Do you ride roller coasters? Well, if David is saying, why are you so downtrodden? Perhaps it's because you've been on this roller coaster of life and you know, one thing, you can't stay on the roller coaster forever. You have to get off. And when you get off, you're like, especially if it was the tallest, highest, fastest, and then you're like, I did it, I conquered it. But now let's get a cold drink and let my stomach settle down. And sometimes we're on this, what feels like a never ending ride of a roller coaster. Is COVID over? It's not over. Is quarantine over? It's not over. Are restrictions lifted? Keep wearing your mask. Um, but David faced a lot of very difficult things in the Bible. And in the book of Psalms, he writes a roller coaster of emotions. That's what I love about God's word. 
When I want to rejoice, I could go to the Psalms and find something like Psalms 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastures. And he will be with us. He will be our shepherd. How amazing is that? So... I want us to look a little bit at spiritual vitality and what drains us. One of the things that we see if we study the Bible in the book of Job is that there can be a lot of negative influence around us. Job had said in, in Job 16.2, I've heard many things like these, you are miserable comforters, all of you. So. There was a drainer in the life of Job when he was surrounded by negative influence. You know, there is a lot of activity in the world today. And if we're not careful, we will listen and hear the media, watch social media, hear the rhetoric of whatever it might be. But if it's all negative, that is going to drain your spiritual vitality. Sometimes, not right now while you're on social media with Thursday Connect, but sometimes we have to choose not to listen. You know, I live in Europe and I am constantly checking to make sure what is the status of Europe, what is the status of Italy, what is the status of Rome. I check all the other countries, um, many of them that are affected by those who attend ICF Rome. I'm always checking America and I'll be listening to a media report or a news report. And I find myself feeling all that vitality go out of me and feeling fear and anxiousness rise up. And I choose, say, I choose, you type it in the chat. I choose to turn off that negative influence. In that moment that I become keenly aware, it's not helping me have information, but it is draining me spiritually. I choose to turn it off. So I want to encourage you to be aware of those negative influences around you. Don't give them more time than you give to the Lord and to God's people who are saying, you're amazing, you're strong, you can do this. I'm standing with you in your battle of cancer or lupus or crisis or trauma. I'm with you. You're not alone. Those are the voices that we need to let resonate in our life on a daily basis. You know, in Luke chapter 10, verse 41, let me see if I can get to it here. Uh, my, here we go. Uh, Jesus was talking, he said, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. Jesus talking to Martha. Martha had some unrealistic expectations. She thought she was going to prepare everything for Jesus and getting it all ready and how important it is that we understand every detail is happening. And Mary just wanted to sit with Jesus and be with Jesus. And Jesus had to remind Martha, you're so worried about all these things. These are unrealistic expectations. We cannot control every outcome. We can't control every day. And so... Those are the times when we have to realize, I can only do what I can only do. 
It's something that I have to remind myself. I remind my beautiful, amazing daughters and my sisters and friends. I can only do what I can only do. I can pray. I can trust the Lord. I can surround myself with people who lift up my faith when I'm weak, when I'm weary. I can take a rest. I can choose to turn off negativity. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And I can ride this roller coaster of life with joy and excitement and take a break when I'm finished having enough roller coaster emotions for one day. So I want you to realize that we have unrealistic expectations. The world will never, say never, chat, never. The world will never be perfect. There will always be turmoil. Jesus said in John, be of good cheer. In the world, you will have trouble. In the world, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. How can I be happy and spiritually vital if I have trouble in the world? Because I know that Jesus overcame all of that trouble. Man did not overcome all that trouble. We have elections in many countries, and when that happens, there's a lot of turmoil and a lot of tug of war and a lot of rhetoric that goes on. We can't control the outcome, and even though we can pray, and we have certainly seen the prayers of the righteous avail much, we have seen God shift nations, even in this spiritual battle, shift nations back to the values of biblical sound. God is love, God is faith, God is mercy, God is peace, God is true. We've seen it. So we don't stop praying, but we don't do it. We do our part. I can only do what I can only do. I vote. I am an informed voter. I am an informed influencer. I can speak life. I can say that I know that God does not want us to take the life of an unborn baby. And at the same time, I can say for that one who chose abortion, I didn't plan this in my notes, but perhaps you're watching today feeling guilty and saddened. And today the Lord is saying to you, his mercy and his grace covers everything. You're forgiven. And if you ask the Lord to help you have a new start, you're forgiven of those things in the past. Today he wants to make all things new. He doesn't want you to have these unrealistic expectations. And therefore, if you feel like you've done something terrible, you'll never measure up. So why try? That's a lie from the enemy. God wants us to pursue holiness. God wants us to pursue right living according to scripture. But he does not want us to have unrealistic expectations. So I want you to be focused on Jesus and his presence. Last week, we had our, our amazing Dr. Mary Mahan from One Child Hope in Latin America who talked to us about the peace of God and the presence of God and the purpose of God in the storm and that he's always with us in our boat. And so regardless of where you are, don't let the enemy set you up with these unrealistic expectations and therefore you quit trying. Don't ever quit trying because God will enable you to do all things if you have Christ as your strength. There's something else that takes leads me to this guilt and condemnation that takes away our spiritual vitality. It's one of the biggest drainers of our spiritual life. 
And um, if we're in Christ, we don't need to carry yesterday's pain into today's purpose. We don't need to carry yesterday's pain into today's purpose. I've seen a few, a few people every now and then, they finally get the victory and they say, you know what? Bye-bye to the past and hello to the new victorious me. That's what Jesus wants you to remember today. And you don't let life drain you spiritually. You don't let guilt and condemnation drain you spiritually. Romans 8.1 says this. Uh, if I can get to it. Okay, you look it up. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And so when we desire to give all of the skeletons in the closet to Jesus, he makes us brand new. There is no, no, no worry in that. No condemnation in that. How powerful is that? So I don't want you to let unrealistic expectations drain your spiritual vitality. I don't want you to let the roller coaster of emotions drain your spiritual vitality. I don't want you to let guilt and condemnation from the past. He is making us all new. That's good because as we get older, we feel like I need to be new. I got a new haircut for the summer so that I can wear my mask and not be quite so hot. But there's something else that's really been on my heart that I wanted to share with you this morning. It's, it's, um, our world is so caving in on us sometimes. But the Bible talks about worldly influence. And this can be one of the biggest drainers of our spiritual vitality. I want you to listen to Romans 12.2. I gave you Romans 8.1. There is therefore now no condemnation for guilt and condemnation. But Romans 12.2, worldly influence, this says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. Do not conform to the patterns of this world. Wow. I want you to live a beautiful life. And I want your dreams to grow again. And I want Thursday Connect and Bella Vita Resource uh, vignettes to be something that reminds you, reminds all of us not to let the worldly influence drain our spiritual vitality. But we must allow the word of God that reminds us to be pure, that reminds us to walk in holiness, that reminds us that the prayers of the righteous, those who are in right standing. Pastor Rick talked to us about heaven and the eternal reward as we make godly decisions and how that there is coming a day when we will stand at those beautiful gates of pearl and those streets of gold and no sin, no impurity will enter in to the heavenlies. So we must be pure at all times. We must let go of the past life, the past habits, the worldly influence. In this world of social media, I love that we can connect, that 
a little bit of lighting and a little bit of lip gloss and a little bit of touch up can take away some of the wrinkles of 42 years of marriage and over 60 years on this planet. I'm not going to tell you how many exactly, but you know what? God is faithful. And so there is a balance between listening and being informed to what the world says and letting all that worldly influence drain you from your God-given destiny, from your God-given purpose. I got a beautiful email, thank you, from a young man that graduated with his master's, had his birthday, and was reminded that even when he was faced with a very difficult diagnosis physically, that the Lord not only healed his body, but healed his spirit man that he remembered not to give up, that he remembered not to yield to the world's mentality and to the world influence, not to be conformed to the standards of this world. And the world places our rights above our God-given nature. The world places our rights above our God-given nature. Now listen, this is what I mean. I have a right to my voice and she has a right to her voice. And those that don't have the ability to speak up for themselves, yes, I believe in speaking up for them. I am against all kinds of abuse. Those of you that know my story and know my background and my training, my education, I am a prevention educator against domestic and sexual violence and abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse taking away, um, maximizing control, power and control over another person is wrong. But listen to me, there is something called spiritual authority. There is a God-given authority and my rights do not supersede the God-given authority that the Lord puts in my life to keep me safe, to keep me uh, on the right path, to keep me straight. There are people in authority that abuse authority. That's true. But there are many, many who do not abuse their authority. And so the enemy of our soul would like this worldly influence to slowly, subtly grab us away from trusting God, from yielding, from submission, from surrender, and let the worldly influence be the mantra that I have my rights. Well, I want us to be careful because I don't have my rights over what God says in my life. God has the authority. And when God puts spiritual leaders in my life, he does that for a reason. And while there are things as a missionary that maybe, maybe I would do differently, I have spiritual leaders and I love them, admire them and respect them and I honor their authority over protocols in my life. So let's be careful that we don't let the worldly influence of what's going on in the world cause us to become spiritually drained, to lose our vitality, to begin to think more about ourself, how do I look, rather than what is happening around me. We have to be careful. We have to be so careful. And I know it's a fine line. I know all the arguments on both sides. But, you know, I was thinking about it. Some might say, well, Pastor Jen, that's your job. You're a pastor. That's your job to point us to Jesus. Well, I would say that the Bible says in Acts, all of us are to go into the world 
Go ye into all the world and proclaim the good news. And he said, I will give you the Holy Spirit who will equip you and empower you to take that good news. It didn't say only for pastors. It didn't say only for spiritual leaders. In fact, there are many of my friends and colleagues in ICF Rome and around the nations and in other churches that have amazing jobs of influence that I would say you have a position to be an ambassador for the gospel of good news as you sit around a table and decide things about COVID, things about security of the world, things about security of the nations, things about sustainability, but you have the power to be Jesus at that conference table. You don't leave Jesus outside your conference room just because you wear a badge that says the name of your company. That badge of Christ ambassador should rest in our heart and on our lips in everything we say and do on social media. I should never be ashamed or embarrassed of anything I put on social media. And what I put on social media should not direct everybody to love me and like me, but to love the message and to like Jesus, to love Jesus. That's what I want you to do. I want you to love Jesus. If all my friends and followers and people that listen to the message never followed Jennifer Pasquale again, that's okay. But you must follow Jesus. And so in all my life, I promote the word of God because it's not my words. It's God's word. Listen to me. Romans 12, 2 is such a powerful pa passage that we should not be conformed to the patterns of this world. And so I want to remind you not to let the negative influence surround you, not to let those unrealistic expectations, I have to measure up to someone else. You are exactly who you're supposed to be if you stay on the potter's wheel because we're never done learning, we're never done growing. And that's what makes me spiritually full of vitality because um, it's kind of like I have to wake up and try again. I have to wake up and think, Lord, I have to search the scripture. I have to read and study. I have to be mentored by my friends who are strong in the, in the faith. I, I ask them, give me a passage of scripture that meets your need today. And I'm excited for the many that have joined us on Thursday Connect. I can have all of you share at Thursday Connect. We've had young and old. We've had uh, married and singled. We've had um, those who have uh, high places of spiritual authority. We've had those who have a high place in, in global markets. We've had me, who's a pastor and a missionary. But I want you to know I'm a grandmother. I'm a mother. I'm a spiritual mother. I don't want you to not make the finish line like Pastor Rick said. I want you to be full of spiritual health and vitality. So in August, here in Europe especially, it's kind of a vacation month. I think for some, at least the first couple weeks are still the last little bit of summer before some may start school back online. Some may not start till September. Some of us, we don't know when it's starting. Some might not stop, start till October. But do not let the worldly influence drain you. Listen, I want you to be happy that you're alive. I'm happy you're alive. God is happy you're alive. If you woke up this morning, God has a plan for your life. If you woke up this morning, God has a plan for your life. He has a plan for today. 
Some of you are watching early in the morning in other parts of the world. Today, you can take this message to a friend and you can say, you know what? God wants you to be full of life and vitality no matter what. No matter what. I have an amazing mother-in-law. I have an amazing stepmother, both who have encountered cancer, both who um, are amazing warriors of faith, who persevere, Regina Jones and Joan Pasquale. I'm proud and honored to know you and follow your life as you keep trusting the Lord, as you're on this roller coaster of life, of emotions, because... You don't let that worldly influence take away your joy. You keep your joy. My friend Brandy Carano in Spain is also facing her cancer journey. And she's being real and transparent, but she's being full of faith and empowered and celebrating the wins. Even if it means she got to wash her hair after having not been able to do that because of treatment. There, we can celebrate the wins. Listen, your kids are only little for a few minutes. It might feel like several hours. It might feel like 100 years. It might feel like 400 years in the wilderness. You might feel like you've gone into your exodus and there's all these giants facing you. But that is the worldly influence around you. So I want you to embrace the day. Embrace the place. And I want you to remember that you don't have to be conformed to the world. The world might say, oh, motherhood is so draining and the, the toddler years are so difficult, the terrible twos and the babies that cry and cry and cry. But you know what? When you embrace the crying of that baby as my baby is alive and healthy and able to vocalize, you hold that baby close or you keep going and doing your errands like my daughter did a couple days ago or you keep working even when you feel drained. That's spiritual vitality. And when you lay your head on your pillow at night, you say, God, I can. Type it in the chat. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That is spiritual vitality, my friend. I'm not gonna let the worldly influence steal my joy because my joy is based on the presence and the purpose of Jesus in my life. And that is true regardless of where I get a paycheck from, where I get my name tag from, where I get my assignments from. Jesus is always with me. And the presence of Jesus gives me my joy. The power of the Holy Spirit gives me my energy. And whether I'm click, click, clicking up that roller coaster or I'm soaring down the mountain or I'm getting off of the emotional roller coaster for a few minutes and I'm saying, I just need my brain to rest. I want to practice something with you. One of my spiritual practices, which leads us to another thing that drains you, is when you're physically, mentally, and emotionally fatigued. That can be very difficult. First um, Corinthians 6.19 says, Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. And so I have to keep a check on my physical, my spiritual, and my mental fatigue because the Holy Spirit is dwelling in this temple. I need to give him a good place to dwell. When we're sick, it's difficult. And those are the moments when we have other people who hold up our arms. Really, I've had people hold up my arms when I was sick, when I couldn't lift an empty laundry basket 
for four months because I'd had surgery in my neck. I have a hip bone in my neck, fusing my neck together. And I had precious friends who held up my hands, who held up my mops and my brooms and my laundry and everything for me in my house. But I don't let that drain my spiritual vitality. So right now, I've given you a couple words and I wanna give you another word. I've given you a word today that maybe you woke up today and you didn't know what the purpose was. If you woke up, God has a purpose. I want you to remember that. Maybe you woke up today and you or someone very close to you has been affected by abortion and you have felt guilt and condemnation. And Jesus wanted to remind you, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. The past is in the past and behold, he's making all things new. He's giving you new path forward. Maybe you're facing sickness and that has a tendency to drain our fatigue, to drain us. And so I want you to remember that as we trust in the Lord, we will take care of our bodies. In Exodus 18, Exodus 18, verses 13 through 18. The next day, Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people, and they stood around him from morning till evening. When his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, what is this you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge while all these people stand around you from morning till evening? Moses answered him, because the people come to me to seek God's will. And when they have a dispute, it's brought to me and I decide and I help them. And in verse 17, Moses' father-in-law replied, what you're doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy. You cannot handle it alone. Pastors who watch me today, maybe this is for you to remember that. You don't have to do this alone. And you know, God brings people into our lives for seasons and for reasons. And maybe there were people in our lives before that held up our arms and now those people have been moved on for various reasons. They got transferred, they've gone to another place, they've, they've moved, they've shifted. God will always, as Pastor Rick preached about over these last three weeks about decisions, God will always provide a Moses to bring his children, to bring you out of bondage. God always provides a way. He said, if you're tempted, I'll make a way out. If you're tempted to succumb to fatigue, if you're tempted to succumb to worldly influence, if you're tempted to succumb to the unrealistic expectations God said he would make a way out, but listen to what Moses' father-in-law who loved him was saying to him, this is not good. You're gonna wear yourself out. You don't have to do this alone. There's people around you. And in fact, we know that God provided Aaron and her to hold up Moses' arms at times. So today, if you're a leader, remember that you don't have to do it alone. Find that one who will help you, who will assist you, and realize that even if it's a new season and it's about time to find some new ones who will help you, open up your arms. Can you type that in the chat? I will open up my arms. 
whoever you are, maybe you need someone to help you. I think my friend Lisa might be watching at some point and her husband is recovering from a terrible motorcycle accident. We praise God that he's going to be getting home from rehab very soon. But she also has had her own physical struggles. And sometimes we have to open our arms and let others help us so that the spiritual fatigue does not drain our spiritual vitality. And so today, I want this sign behind me to be your mantra, that I will have a beautiful life, Bella Vida, where dreams can grow and grow and grow. And that even if I'm tired and weary, I will not do it alone. Will you type that in the chat? I will not do it alone. I hope my friend Barb is watching. Barb is an amazing woman with an amazing daughter and grandchildren. And um, I just love the testimony of her extended family and friends, how they have faithfully, faithfully had the joy of the Lord surrounding them in their life. You know, that's what we need. Not the negative influence. Not all that negativity all the time. Not the worldly influence and the unrealistic expectations that you feel like you'll never measure up to. Not the worldly influence that says, I have to be this or that, or it has to be my way or the highway. But in fact, I will yield and surrender because my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. God is faithful. Lastly, I want to leave you with uh, Matthew 6, 34. Because worry and fear in this time of the world that we're living in says... Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of his own. But don't forget, John, where he said, in the world you will have trouble, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Take no thought about the things of tomorrow. Put worry and fear and despair on the side. Keep your faith strong, regardless of the doctor's diagnosis. Regardless of the doctor's report, I've said it many times, when I hear the report of the doctor, the Lord has taught me since Pastor Rick's surgery, really, when they aborted that surgery after about an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes and came out and said, your husband's going to die or never speak again. And we didn't prepare you for that. We want you to get prepared. I heard die but I heard immediately the voice of the Holy Spirit say, I'm not done. He will not die and I will be with you. And so we, we don't fear the doctor's diagnosis, but in fact, it helps us to know how to pray specifically. Um, sometimes people like to keep their needs private and I understand that, but there has to be a little bit of transparency and honesty somewhere say it's in my digestive system or it's in my hormone system or it's in my brain cells or it's in my joints um, and sometimes I have an amazing prayer warrior Nicole Sawyer and her mother Phyllis Sawyer who have been through so many things and when she went through some things with her daughter she didn't post all the negatives she posted facts but she was very specific this is what I need you to pray for and if you have anything other than this don't say it or I'll delete the comment because she didn't want that negative influence she didn't want that worldly knowledge to come in she knew what the doctor said and here's what she wanted to pray for 
healthy cells, vision to come back, 20-20 vision for her daughter, um, breath to come back into the lungs, fever to be reduced, infection to be eliminated. And so this morning, as I was praying about Thursday Connect, this message was burning in my heart. I just had to bring it today to say, God wants you to be spiritually vital and to have spiritual vitality regardless of the circumstances in our world. But in case you've just joined me, I want to hit it one more time. I have notes and, and they will be listing those notes as well. In David, we see in Psalm 42.5 that he was drained in his soul because David was on that emo emotional roller coaster. But you know what? The Bible says David was a man after God's own heart. So God said, I am touched by the feelings of your infirmities. Jesus knew. He experienced betrayal. He experienced pain. He experienced suffering. He experienced loss. And yet he took time away to pray and to make sure that he was being refueled by his father. He would say after he done miracles and healed people, hey, disciples, let's get in the boat. Let's go out on the lake. And then he would do more ministry on the other side of the lake. But he knew he had to be refueled. So that emotional roller coaster doesn't mean that we're a weak Christian. It just means we're in this life. One day, this world is not going to be my home anymore. And I'm going to be in a place where I'm going to be on a high every day, every minute. It's going to be no more tears, no more sadness, full of joy. I'm going to be surrounded by angels at the throne saying, glory, 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 glory to the Lamb. He, the, It says there was no need of light in heaven because He was the light. The Lamb was the light. Isn't it amazing that Old Testament scripture says he will be a light unto our path, a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. That's Jesus. He'll be the lamp and the light in my path. And so I will not be downcast. I will not be downtrodden. I will not be like Job's comforters that were so miserable and telling him why everything was so bad. I will not be surrounded by that. Take authority over your social media. I love you, but there are sometimes I have to delete comments. I have to block and hide if someone is going to post something that drains not only me, but the people that are my friends and the people that will read something on my wall. I'm responsible for it. Just because it's on the internet doesn't mean I'm anonymous. In fact, you, we have seen how the internet can take a snippet and, and turn it into something that's not even true. It's not even real. But I'm still responsible to let my light so shine before men that they will see his good works and glorify God in heaven. So I will not let the negative influence, as Job mentioned in Job 16 too. I will not let unrealistic expectations because Jesus said you're troubled about many things in Luke chapter 10 verse 41 talking to, to Martha. And he was saying to her, relax, Martha, relax. You're worried and upset about many things. These are unrealistic expectations. I want to encourage young moms. Maybe you just need to stop whatever you're doing, pick up that baby, and just walk. Just rock. Just 
sing. My daughter that has baby Lincoln was telling me that she was in the car, she had the kids, she had baby Lincoln in the car, and London, who's six, was trying to sing to him, giving him a pacifier, touching his little hand, and he was just screaming, screaming. He did have three shots at the doctor, but um, finally London laughed. She just laughed. And Jessica said, London, it's not funny. And she said, Mom, he's just, Wah! for no reason. London, at six years old, was able to see, like, you know what, <laughs> Lincoln, you're safe. You're secure in this little car seat. You've been fed. You're secure. I know you're on this emotional roller coaster, but it's going to be okay. And Jesus is saying, remember, don't let these unrealistic expectations drain your spiritual vitality. In Romans 8.1, don't let the guilt and condemnation from the past mistakes weigh you down. The enemy likes to bring it back, and I love it. I've seen it two or three or four or five or 20 times in my 40 years of ministry when someone Finally, I call it the light bulb moment when finally it goes off in their brain and they're like, I am never going to struggle with that again. I am free. I am free. God has given me the victory. I don't need prayer over that anymore. God has given me the victory. That is what it means when there's no condemnation, when we're free. And even for pastors and leaders, we get guilty. We feel guilty for resting. We feel guilty for working. We feel guilty if we're with someone too long. We feel guilty if we're not. Don't let guilt and condemnation zap your spiritual vitality. So take this breath with me. One more time. Spiritual vitality. The Holy Spirit is the wind beneath my wings. I've been married 42 years, and I love that my husband helps me soar like an eagle, but he is not the one who is the wind beneath my wings. The Holy Spirit is the wind beneath my wings. The Holy Spirit will never fail me. He will never get tired. He will never run out of resources. He will never push me down. He will always encourage me forward. Sometimes it may be in a pause where I'm not going up like I think I'm supposed to be, but the Holy Spirit is pushing me forward. Forward is not always up. Forward is not always up. And so I want the Holy Spirit to push me forward on this race of life because I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling because it's not enough to be victorious today. It's not enough to have spiritual vitality for today. I need the spiritual vitality so that I can endure the race so that I can finish and cross the finish line. And that's why I want you to have spiritual vitality. Not so you can be, oh, I got victory today, Pastor Jen. You just want me to walk in victory. No, I want you to have spiritual health and vitality so you'll stay in the race, so that you will cross the finish line, so that you will not let the enemy zap you, not now, not tomorrow, not next week, not next year, not in November, not in December. Not because of COVID, not because of pandemonium, because I want you to finish the race. He wants to give us abundant life now and forever. That's our eternal reward.
And so we will press on towards that mark. We will not let, we will not conform to the standards of this world. We will not let worldly influence zap our spiritual vitality. Turn the news off. Turn the media off. You already know what they're predicting. You do. The only thing we need to know is what our governors or what our prime ministers are about to tell us for the next set of rules for this pandemic. How we're going to open, how we're going to be safe. I'm in a room all by myself. I don't have a mask on right now, but I have my mask and I get sweaty. I will keep doing those things. I want to stay safe. I want to keep others safe around me. I will keep washing my hands. I've got my hand sanitizer. I will be prepared. But you know what? I could do a sermon on the hand sanitizer and the mask. We need to sanitize our life. And we need to be careful what we say and what we breathe in and what we spit out. Amen? So if we're going to have a beautiful life and spiritual vitality, we are not going to let that worldly influence affect who we are. And finally, we are going to know that the our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And if you are facing any kind of physical, emotional, mental fatigue right now, I want to stop for a moment because I know there are some that have been pushing forward during this time. And I know you're facing a legitimate, understandable fatigue. And right now you need a supernatural touch. I want you to touch your head if that's hurting. I want you to touch your heart if that's hurting. I want you to lift those shoulders if they have felt heavy. Can you do that? Lift your shoulders. Lift your hands to heaven. I couldn't lift my hands up straight a few months ago, but God has healed this shoulder. Yes. And so right now I'm praying, God, for that fatigue in the name of Jesus. We come against fatigue. We feel like we've been on this emotional roller coaster for so many months. We've had uh, double and triple whammies of things that have happened, not just COVID, not just the pandemic, not just the pandemonium and chaos of, of civil rights and civil injustices, but even in our physical, in our marriage, in our home, in our family, in our finances. But God, it's all been an attack on our faith and our spiritual vitality. And I pray right now that the person who has let any of these circumstances, if they've let negative influencers push them down, that they will lift that lid and they will say, I will not listen to that again. I love you, but I'm done listening. And they will lift that lid, that they will let go of those unrealistic expectations. And they will say, God, I can do what I can do. And I can only do all those things through Jesus who gives me strength. That I will not have that um, guilt and condemnation because I will know that he has set me free. And whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And I will not conform to the standards of this world. I will not allow the world to take away scripture from me. It is biblical to follow God's values. Do not let any Political party, do not let any frame of reference tell you that the Bible is not real and relevant from Genesis to Revelation. It is a real truth. It is an ever-present truth. It is a forever truth. Do not let the standards of this world influence what you believe about the Bible. The Bible is true. 
And if you have felt fatigued, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that your spirit will be lifted, that the headache will break. The mental fatigue headache will lift. Like when the cold air blows in a nice breeze and suddenly you feel that sun, S-O-N, sunshine and your spirit is lifted. I pray that the pain in any joints that's happening would be healed in the name of Jesus. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, we will raise up a standard against him and we will walk in spiritual vitality. I love you and I'm thankful for Thursday Connect. I'm thankful for those of you who have said, don't stop Thursday Connect, Pastor Jen. It's been so good to be a part of it. It's challenged me because sometimes we take a break in August for Thursday Connect. We're not gonna do that. I've had some of my friends helping me and I will have a couple more special guests and we'll be back around the table with sisters at the table. Very soon we pray in the name of Jesus in real life person. But for right now, this is the way we can continue to do Thursday Connect. So I wanna thank you, all my sisters who are chatting on the chat, who are keeping track of the notes, who are agreeing with us in prayer, who are being set free from guilt and condemnation from past sins. You are a new creature in Christ. No matter how old you are, no matter how long you've been married, don't give up. God wants you to cross that finish line with spiritual help, with spiritual vitality, and with the joy of the Lord being your strength. I want you to have a Bella Vida where dreams keep growing. Bella Vida where dreams keep growing. I love you. I pray you have a blessed day. And believe me, when you stand on the word of God, you will know. Even as Moses' father-in-law said to him in Exodus 18, don't do this by yourself. It's not good for you to do all this by yourself. You're not alone. I'm in your corner. The Holy Spirit is there to empower you. Lift your hands up. Even as we close and say goodbye, you turn that off for just a minute and just sit in the presence. I, I challenge you to sit in the presence. Say, Holy Spirit, I ask you to fill me. Take away these negative things, take away this worldly influence, take away these unrealistic expectations and fill me with the joy of the Lord and the energy, the spiritual energy I need. If I sleep, renew my energy. If I go about my day from this moment forward, help the spiritual vitality be a supernatural thing and you will walk in the supernatural power of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. I love you, have a wonderful day.